Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowen, and Pastor Adam Osier continue their discussion on Article 28 of the Augsburg Confession. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary, establishing students in the eternal and inerrant Word of God for a life of faith in Jesus Christ and faithful service in His kingdom since 1964. To learn more or apply, please visit flbc.edu. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and I'm joined by... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Adam Osier. All right. Welcome back. Uh, we're on part two of our discussion of Article 28 of the Augsburg Confession and its apology, the last uh, last episodes of the, of the Augsburg Confession. This is, well, this almost is a, officially the last episode because we've got just the Bible study that's true. messages after yeah. this. But you're getting a little misty-eyed over there, Adam? Yeah. A I little am. dusty in here? I am. Here. Yes. Tearing up. You know, I was only with you guys for half of it. Yeah. Not even. <laughs> so it's like, well, maybe about half. I want, almost I want, exactly half. Yeah, Slowly right. bring up, friends are friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> if the Lord's the Lord of them. Uh, I knew we were going to have some singing on yes, one of these, one of these that's episodes. That's going on the soundtrack, the yeah. unofficial Being Lutheran we got to have unofficial Being Lutheran karaoke night. Yeah. It would be the first soundtrack with Mr. Mr. and Michael W. Smith <laughs> at the same time on the same... We're just, Set a record. That's what we do on the Being Luther podcast. We bring people together. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, Brett, save let's, us. let's get into our discussion. Uh, man, there's a lot to talk about. Oh, my goodness. I feel there's like, no end of talking about the two realms yes, right now. Yes, I know. I, I was feeling a little bit like we could have made this a, a full four yeah, uh, we, episodes. Let's just skip the Bible on yeah. these episodes. Skip the Bible. No. I'm glad I'm uh, sitting far enough away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but we're continuing to talk about the two kingdoms or two realms um, as as we discuss the uh, Article 28, which is on the power of bishops. Um, and we left off just talking about um, what each of those realms are about and uh, the distinctions, especially from Joe Bierman's excellent book, Holy Citizens, uh, W-H-O-L-L-Y. It's so unfortunate uh, on radio that we have to keep spelling that out yeah, every time. right. Right. Um, so let's let's start here. Um, you know, with the two realms, uh, there are times when they're confused or mixed together. Um, I don't think this is a Thomas Jefferson uh, to the letter to the Dan. Was it Danburg Baptist or, or mm. maybe I'm saying that wrong? Uh, that where the, the Westboro Baptist. <laughs> the Westboro Baptist. Yeah, that's who you're looking my, for. My old buddies. No. <laughs> Uh, All I remember from that story is there is a large, large block of cheese involved in that story. The Danburg Baptist? Yes. Or? So as you're, as you're looking, as you're doing okay. some research on that, because we're Thomas saying Jefferson. it wrong, you'll, you'll have to Google attention. it yourself. Yeah. There you is a, a cheese. massive block of cheese that was gifted to Thomas Jefferson. I have no idea how it relates to this issue. Was it Baptist issue. cheese? It was, I think. I think there was something, well, at least the Baptists were there. Maybe they had some uh, of the it cheese. It wasn't wine. We know that for sure. Somebody, somebody who listened. <laughs> well played. That's uh, a joke I expected me to make, not you to make. Yeah. Good job, Brett. Danbury Baptist. I just Danbury. Yeah. Okay. Danbury. So anyway, yeah. to, to save us from Brett right now. Yeah, uh, there we are. Uh, the the point of the two realms is that there is not complete separation between church and state. Right. Remember, that's one. Yep. And the other is not to Christianize culture. 
in the name of some political movement. Those are the two yeah. uh, spectrums we're going at here. But what we look so at is it like a fence between the two? It's well, again, I think the most helpful terminology is to go to Bierman himself, and he yeah. says distinction without division. Yeah, and so so basically. The, the two realms is your theological way of saying stay in your lane, okay? Mm. It's, yeah. it's follow God's created order. So we want the church to act like the church, and we want the state to act like the state. And when the state doesn't act like the state, the church is to reach over and say stay in your lane. And when the church fails to act like the church, the state is to cross its line and say stay in your lane. That's two realms, like the the rough cut version of two yeah. realms, you know? Uh, that's your, your one minute TED talk kind of a thing on it. Hmm. So what happens then in that reaching over okay. when one side dominates the other side? And that's where the theology breaks down. Sure. So, so, so Adam, uh, this is our choose, choose your adventure part of the episode. Uh, do we want to start with talking about the church overreaching into the state or vice versa? Let's start with... Uh... Church overreaching into the state for 500, Alex. Okay, all right. So all right. I'm flipping to that page yeah. and choose your own adventure book. It says, oh, you were killed by a falling piano. You chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> That's always my luck in those days. Uh, yeah, Sorry, my those... childhood, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, thank I you. never once successfully navigated a church choose your own adventure oh, book really? until the end. Yeah. And so That's I, funny. After a couple of tries, I would find the last page where there's the happy ending and I would reverse engineer it through the story. <laughs> it brings me back to Oregon Trail too. Yes. Yes. Like you got you decided you got to ford the river. You got dysentery. Yes. Congratulations. And then we're eaten by a crocodile. Oh poor Susie. She died near party. You got a barrier now. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up that, Brad. All right. Let's talk so, about how let's about, talk about uh, overreach. How about right. church overreaching in state? So the the case study for that is the Reformation, with the Roman Catholic Church trying to manipulate and influence politics of its day. And so the immediate thing that happens when the church overreaches into the state is that you lose the gospel. Okay? Mm-hmm. The, the gospel yeah. is confused as something else. And this is where in the modern realm you get into either the Christian nationalism of the far right or the social gospel of the far left. And, and what we remember is in Galatians, Galatians 1.8, if we or even an angel from heaven preaches to you a gospel other than the one that we preach to you, let him be anathema, let him be accursed. And so the, the point for the church is to stay on point with the gospel. But as soon as the church exercises its authority out of its lane, the gospel is the first thing that gets corrupted. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the church then becomes more concerned about issues of law, would yep, you say? Like, exactly. Like, I, I guess I, I felt this from my church people through the years where I don't know if they just want me as pastor or us as a church to like say more about certain issues. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, it always, there's always been like this underlying tension in my, my mind and heart is, uh, yes, okay, I, I agree with you on these issues, but... The mission of the church is to proclaim the gospel. Yep. And like we literally have the mission of the church yeah. in something called the Great Co-Mission. Right. You know, and that's make disciples, baptizing, and teachings. And the, the way we navigate this at the church to know how to tell the state to stay in its lane, but how to stay in our own lane while we do that is to say what the text says. Mm-hmm. You know, so rather than, and, and I think I've brought this up, I know I bring it up in conversation with several people. When I was in college and afterwards, I had a pastor, um, a, I was a member of his church and I had a pastor. Every time he preached, we were hearing a lesson about abortion. 
Hmm. Every mm-hmm. single time. And, and what happens then is, uh, and it was not his intent, uh, and, and this is not where he was going. Yep. Best but, intention. Yep. But the the right view about abortion became the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like you, you yeah. have, oh, another yeah. another way to look at this is when when the church reaches into the left hand kingdom and, and tries to establish itself there. It's about behavior. Yep. It's not about forgiveness. That's it. Always comes yeah. down to that. It's yeah, well it's about said. how we should behave, and there is certainly a place for that. It's called the left hand, <laughs> called the kingdom of the left, or you know, the left hand kingdom or realm, and and that's a uh, a big distinction for me. It's it's, it's one once about behavior modification. Could Mormons? Could Mormons? You know, and, yeah. and could we agree in everything with the Mormon? Well, then we're not we're not doing our job in the, the church gospel. well. Yep. We can agree with the Mormons very very strongly on, on the, in the kingdom of the of the left or the realm of the left. We can we can come alongside of them and work together and agree heartily. We can't in the church. And and when those distinctions can be made, I picked the, on the Mormons, but there's several other groups yeah. we could well, pick on. because you're white, awkward, and a little, and bit, a little bit Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm so grateful you gave me a chance to bring that one back Ken up. Ken Jennings, if you're listening, we do say, apologize. How many Jeopardy uh, references can we have in <laughs> one episode? Quite a bit. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And that's where eventually yeah. even our own heritage, where pietism goes off the rails, yeah. because you end up with good works being the focus. And the, and the, hmm. the message in the church is that fruit follows faith, right? Mm-hmm. So that your faith in the gospel, that is what produces the fruit. Mm-hmm. And a, a well-ordered kingdom or realm of the right mm-hmm. is going to produce a, a very healthy kingdom. Yeah. kingdom of the left. Yep. Yeah. And not vice versa. But, and also not perfectly because even Correct. Christians struggle with sin, right? A- absolutely. So we're not... We're not trying to become the post-millennialists here and to create a paradise on earth, right? That's not the point. But again, if that becomes your focus, you've lost the gospel. But if we understand the gospel well, our involvement in the realm of the left, which is going to be along with non-believers, you know, non-Christian entities, right, and groups and people, individuals, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be better if we understand our role, right? And that's not to say it's going to all get better, 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 like post-millennialism, right? No, that's not my point, but it just, it will be better. If the church does the job of the church and functions and, and members understand the distinction, we're going to be better. Society will be better for it, uh, at least... De- uh, principally. Ter- principally. Terms will be defined better. Yep. Things like that. Uh, I, the idea is the, the lines will be drawn more clearly as to this is acceptable, this is not acceptable acceptable as we function together in in the kingdom of the left right those those things will be better if the church does its job well yeah exactly and then uh, creation functions better when it operates according to God's designed order mm-hmm. you yeah, know and right. because of sin in the world we can't guarantee that it will happen all of the time but principally speaking when creation operates as it was designed to operate by God it's better mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's let's shift gears here and uh, let's do uh, the state overreaching the church. What does that look like? Um, is that happening or now? Uh, yeah, let's discuss what that uh, that side of it. Oddly enough, it looks a lot mm-hmm. like the other direction, except it's just a matter of who's in charge. Okay, right. So when the state overreaches on the church, uh, that the, first the gospel is outlawed. Right, so the state controls the message, but then uh, what the outcome of the state controlling the church is that it eliminates Christian freedom. 
because mm-hmm. everything is mandated. Yeah. So if the church overrate, um, uh, overreaches on the state, you have law-dominated society. If the state overreaches on the church, you have law-dominated society, and there's just mm-hmm. different outcomes, right? And so uh, the the thing about the state, and, and maybe the easiest way to understand this is if any of anyone's ever dealt with trying to get a permit to do something on their house, right? Uh, the only one that's ever affected by government overreach in the area of permits are people who are trying to obey the law. And like mm-hmm. when I remodeled, when I started the remodel on my basement, I found out that I had to have a certain kind of outlet box installed in a certain way uh, <laughs> with a certain... This is your favorite topic, well, right? With, you know, well, yeah. with a certain amount of room for wires. <laughs> like literally everything was yeah. covered and there was no room for quote unquote creativity on my part. Now, you know, again, the, the state has a vested interest in uh, idiots not burning down the neighborhood by just going willy-nilly about things. But what that means is that they eliminate options. You have to do it one way. Mm-hmm. What that looks like is in behavior, it eliminates yeah. Christian freedom. And yeah, so, and I, I'm, I don't know if we should bring this up, but thinking about the uh, defense of marriage well, thing recently, mm-hmm. um, which is is really not really respecting marriage anyway, but uh, I guess thinking of, I've heard people talk about, well, you have freedom to believe those things. And, and then the answer to that is, so do people in North Korea. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> They can yeah. just keep and silent. That yeah. was not me again. I think that was, I think I referenced John Stone Street yeah. at one point before, you know, and, and it was a similar idea. I yeah. think that was him. It, right. You know, even people in North Korea have that freedom to believe whatever you want in your mind. I can think whatever I want. You know, and, I just can't talk about. I can't it. talk about right. it. I can't express. I act on it, and and that is a huge problem, right? So it, it definitely mm-hmm. applies here. Well, and that's what you get with cancel culture, right? You get thought police. You have mm-hmm. wrong think, and you you have all of these things. Nineteen eighty four. Well, and, I mean, <laughs> if we, Orwellian things. If yeah. we want to stay out of LGBTQ issues, sure. let, let's talk about assisted suicide, right? Uh, the the option to end your life soon becomes the encouragement to end your life, and then soon becomes the duty to end your life. We're seeing this play out in real time in Canada right now, right? Canada has the loosest restrictions on doctor-assisted suicide in the world right now, except for maybe the Netherlands. And and what we're finding out is uh, it started out terminally ill people should be able to end their life on their own terms instead of suffer. And, and that's the compassionate sounding mm. argument, mm. which robs people of the privilege to care for someone who's suffering, you know, basically the inverse of parenthood, mm-hmm. right? So that's to start. And then now, it, or, or even recently, it's not even now because we've moved the step beyond that, is doctors are saying, this is an option for you. And so it's mm. being suggested. And, and now there's evidence coming out. People are reporting on that doctors are saying, well, it would cost us $1,500 a day to keep you alive. And so, mm-hmm. and this is this is a this yeah. is a Stone Street line wow. that the right to die almost immediately becomes the duty to die, mm-hmm. and this is state overreach in in matters of, of behavior and yeah. Yep. And and what happens? I think there. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm just I'm thinking kind of a little bit on the fly, which is dangerous. When there's a separation, when there's a hard and fast separation. Between the right and left hand, which there should be. There's a distinction. Yeah. But when when we realize that Christians are involved in both, 
Christians belong in both of those realms. Christians ought to be participating in the, in the realm of the right and in the left. And when that is not allowed, when Christians are saying, okay, stay in your right, stay, stay in your right realm over here and don't have anything to do with the left, that's when we get this disordered left. And so there's a right way for Christians to participate in the kingdom of the left, not in order to make that the church, but in order to declare what the Savior who has changed them because of their salvation, right? Given the Holy Spirit to them, forgiven their sins, made them children of God, adopted them into his family, sealed them with his Holy Spirit, all of the gifts of God, as we bring that then into uh, into the kingdom, we are going to come with, uh, frankly, this is going to sound arrogant, but we're coming with right ideas, we're coming with the right ideas. We're coming with, hey, this doesn't make sense. How you're defining marriage isn't okay. It, it disorders and it's a dysfunction of the natural order of how we are governed and how we are created by the Savior himself. And, and you marrying the right person does not make you a member of the kingdom of the right. It does not, does not gain you status in that church, but it's going to help. It's going to be better for you. Society is going to function better. There's going to be more freedom, more ability to produce and to uh, and to reproduce. Uh, all of those things. There's there's going to be more opportunity if we do things God's way. And I think that's what you've been saying, Jason. And and that's the whole idea is that the two kingdoms should be able to communicate with each other, right? The church can say to the state, "It would be better if we did things this way." because this is God's created order. Mm -hmm. right? And the state uh, should be able to say to the church, you guys are out of bounds, or you, know, you guys should be organized. You know, The state should not want the church to be willy-nilly chaos and things like that, right? That's where the law impacts the structure of the church. That's the whole external structure of the congregation is a law-oriented issue, right? And, and the, what we find out, to kind of wrap a bow on this, because we need to get to yeah. talking about the conscience, what, to, <laughs> yeah, to wrap yeah. a bow on this is, is when you understand the confusion of the realms, mm -hmm. what you will immediately understand is that separation between church and state is in fact impossible, mm -hmm. right? There isn't a, you're over here, we're over here, because sooner or later, someone's going to try to invade the other kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what happens with nation building, right? And so if, if we let the state, as Christians, if we isolated ourselves in Christian communes and did our own Christian things and let the state, you know, keep going to hell in a handbasket over here, eventually the state would be like, no, we want this now too. This is ours. And, and it's it's like it, it ends up that way. It's like you can't disagree with us, mm -hmm. right, and, and all of that. And so the, this foolish notion that we need to stand on separation between church and state, it's impossible. We want a healthy relationship between church and state. That's what we're striving for, not separation. And that can happen for individual Christians. It can happen for congregations in their communities. Yeah, it, uh, it happens for individuals. It happens yep. for communities. It happens in nations. And, yeah. and it happens globally, right? Sure. There's, there's all of these implications. Depending on what level you want to talk but, about. But yeah, yeah, the individual Christian can never operate on, this is my, my Christian self. This is my, you know, this is my Sunday self. This is my Monday through Saturday self. It doesn't work that way. It's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. All right. Well. Let's let's wrap up this discussion with talking about burdened consciences, uh, which, you know, over and over and again uh, in the Augsburg Confession, that that idea comes up of unburdening or burdened consciences. Um, how does that come to play in in this article? Well, the the whole thing is if one dominates the other, the 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 first consequence is that the gospel is lost, which means that when there's a healthy 
relationship between church and state, then the gospel is being proclaimed and applied. And the whole point from beginning to end of the Augsburg Confession, as the Lutherans strove to identify themselves in what they stood for in front of the Roman Catholic Church and Emperor Charles, the whole idea was comforting the burdened conscience. So that in the end, if the state dominates the church, or if the church dominates the state, there is no comfort for the conscience because the gospel's lost. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know, to say it, you know, say, say the same thing, uh, but in, in a little bit of a different way. To me, it's when we have looked at the gospel that is meant to be proclaimed in the kingdom of the right, the realm of the right, the gospel, when that's failed to be proclaimed, and I'm told that I have to follow a certain political party or be active in this particular way or behave in a certain amount of way when Jesus isn't proclaimed as crucified in any of that, I am burdened heavily. I've got to go out and do more, try harder. Uh, I struggle with that all the way across the board, you know, and in churches, it creeps in in subtle ways. I think, you know, I, I recently saw a, um, a mission for a, a mission statement, I should say, for a church, a Lutheran church. And You're not talking it, about my church. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it's it's not yours, Brett. Okay, good. I'll say it that way. Yeah. It's not Jason's either, it's, or mine. It's Sturdy Stone Church in Anoka. <laughs> <laughs> sturdy Stone's a solid rock. I get it. The uh, the. Uh, where was I going? You guys confused me. No, it's you not Brad's church. You were reading. Oh, a love statement. God, love people. That's their mission. Well, that's the law. That's the law. <laughs> if, if that's the mission, that is a subtle case in which this church is becoming influenced more. Kingdom of the left hand. Do this. Go out and do right. And, and it's it, it's churched up a little bit because I want to love God and love people. I'm going to do things for God. The the conscience will always be burdened. Jason, you and I have similar testimonies, similar back backstories to our our lives and how we ended up where we are now. And a lot of it has to do with this idea that our consciences have been burdened, yep. uh, and and by things just like that. I've got to do a little bit more. I've got to say the right things, believe the right things uh, in terms of in terms of what I ought to be doing. Society, in terms of what this ought to look like, my practice, my behavior, and any time that you do that and you forget about the crucified Savior, your conscience is going to be burdened and it's going to be miserable. And and I would mm-hmm. encourage our listeners as as we kind of you know wrap up this idea of or, or not the idea but the the whole topic of the Augsburg Confession and burdened consciences, if. <laughs> If you're in a church that is not proclaiming Christ crucified, there are some significant issues, and you are not going to be fed well. Is that fair to say, guys? I mean, and you need to hear Christ crucified when the kingdom of the right is doing its job. When the kingdom of the right is proclaiming Christ crucified, proclaiming the forgiveness of sins, your conscience is not going to be burdened. You're going to realize that you're you are forgiven for Christ's sake, and you're going to you're going to participate well in the kingdom of the left. Well, and the outcome of, of a confession like that, like if your confession is love God, love others, or your confession is God is still speaking and we're you know making it up as we go, the outcome <laughs> of that is the early ending to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I don't mean this tongue in cheek, but you know, <laughs> when, you know, after all the kids have failed and get kicked out and Charlie just walks out and then... Uncle Joe or Grandpa Joe turns around with Charlie, walks back in and demands from Willy Wonka the prize. And Willy Wonka turns around angry. He says, 
good day, sir. You get nothing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you try to earn something, you're ruining one of my favorite childhood movies. It's a great movie, yeah. but it's it's a perfect illustration <laughs> yeah, okay. because if if, yeah. if you go in that movie, what Charlie deserved, yeah, he broke the rules and he gets nothing. Right, mm-hmm. and, and and now if if Charlie had repented. That's fine, but the the point is, by Willy Wonka's grace, Charlie inherits the empire, inherits the kingdom. By his good pleasure, he inherits it. That, that's the difference between law and gospel. And so as much as we want to teach people how to live as Christians in the real world, that is not the end game of Christianity. The end game is eternity because of the gospel. And that's what we proclaim, and that's what we proclaim to society. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. The Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary invites you to their campus in Plymouth, Minnesota, for their 2023 Seminary Symposium on January 11th through the 13th. Speakers will consider the influence of the early church fathers and the implication for the church today. Find more information at flbc.edu events. God bless you and have a great week.